than we were last year in Oxford or two years ago in Oxford or in, in Orlando. Again, to me, it's still all about changing and getting better and being different and finding ways to attack defenses every single year. So there's going to be a bunch of differences uh, that people will notice as we get going. But again, to me, that's my job. That's actually a really interesting comment there. Which, by the way, Pretty Boy and Tyler McComas in studio today, six five one three four three nine. I didn't know who they were calling Pretty Boy. I, am I glad it's you? I don't know. I guess. Good Gold to worse. Good to know we have some Oklahoma State listeners. You know. Oh, I found that out on Twitter. We do yesterday. <laughs> the audacity I have to say that Kansas State's going to be better than OSU next year. Yeah. I don't know, you know, well, we can get into that some other time. You know, it's interesting listening to Lebby there. We're going to be different than we were in Oxford last year, which by we, I think he means him. He's the only one that came from Oxford last year. Uh, Yeah. The royal we. Um, Different than the year before that, different in Orlando. So I got to thinking that – it's, there's probably going to be – because remember, you know, he's the offensive coordinator and he's bringing his system. But he's also linking up with the rest of Lincoln's staff, basically on the offense, that are going to have an influence over, you know, over what they should do a little bit, right? You know – there's probably going to be remnants of some things that Lincoln did that Lebby's going to look at and say, I actually like that. Let's leave that in. Um, you know, whether it's DeMarco and Beanbow, you know, talking about things that they like in the running game, whether it's uh, Gundy and, and route concepts or something that they do in the passing game, there's probably going to be a pretty good influence from the remaining staff on some stuff that Lebby's going to do. Now, I I believe that the majority of the offense is going to come from stuff that Lebby has done, and yeah, they're going to. He's always going to grow and and change that by you know trends of college football and and what people have caught up to and you know what the personnel and the conference is like and and maybe different different ways you can attack some of the things that, you know, the D coordinators in this in this conference do. So I imagine like, it's going to be probably pretty true to what you've seen him do in the past, but there could be some, some interesting changes to, like, what we would have seen from him last year at Ole Miss to, to this coming season. You would uh, surely agree that in terms of, well, Bob is the utmost authority on football conversations we have on the show, guest-wise, or, you know, anyone not involved with the show directly. But Chris Landry is a, is a pretty close number two. You good with that? Yeah. And Chris Landry is a guy that's outside of the states, outside of the region a little bit, and he tries to give as honest of a take as he has on OU football with all of his experiences in the game both at the professional and collegiate level. Now, he is one that really likes this hire for OU, but he's told us on a couple of occasions that he has one big concern about this hire, 
and that is Jeff Levy is going to try to look like what he did at Ole Miss and UCF, and they're going to try to go way too fast. You know, it's not mm-hmm. going to be an offense that's conducive to playing defense at an elite level. So when he says things like that, that we're going to go really fast, I'm not like super concerned about it or think that they're going to give up 28 points a game defensively or anything like that. I just wonder how much up-tempo they're really going to do because I got to think Brent is going to want to help out his defense as much as possible. Well, and I asked Coach Venables this question, and he says it's a conversation that they've had now, it's not something that they've had to dwell on for a long time because a lot of that is just game management stuff. Like If you are up three touchdowns in a football game, you're, you're not going to be going up-tempo. If you, know, if you are down and you've got someone on the run a little bit or – Maybe you're trying to to double up possessions or something, you know, try and score, get a get a uh, a stop and a punt, and have another possession before halftime or something like that. Maybe you go. They'll pick and choose their spots. Yeah, they're, I don't think it's going to be something that they live in. Now, I think they're going to be they're going to be good at it, and they're going to break it out probably to some degree in every game because, like, here's the thing: it was like when you go tempo. It is devastating on defenses if it's run properly and effectively, right? It's devastating. But you have to be sharp at it yourself. You can't just, you know, if you're pummeling every opponent early in the season, you can't just totally avoid going up-tempo because you have to be sharp at it yourself. So I do imagine that you'll see it at times – in every single game, but I don't think they're going to live in it, especially whenever the defense may need help. I mean, that's pretty ideal. Well, it's time to slow it down in the fourth. We got a 14-point lead. Let's slow it down. All right, but we need to go up-tempo here. We got them on their heels. Like, Can you live in that where you're able to go at a different pace kind of whenever you want to? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. some teams really focus on being up-tempo, and that's what they are. Heck, OU's been that at times as a, as a program offensively. It's all go on the time. Like, How easy is that really to kind of go totally different tempos at different points in a football game? Um, so typically, the way tempo offenses usually work is you have your entire playbook – and then you have, uh, for a given week, like a tempo package. So maybe you've got four or five runs that you feel comfortable going with tempo and four or five passing concepts that you feel uh, comfortable going tempo with. Now, with those ten tempo plays, um, you will – assign every play an individual like a word is the formation it's the protection it's the route concept it's the running it's all encompassed into one one word for the play right so yeah it just simplifies everything to where you can just go fast you just communicate the word everyone knows exactly what play and off you go so that's a typical tempo package 
Lebby's tempo package is his entire playbook also has is also tempo coded. So at any time in any game, he has the ability to go tempo with his entire package. So that is rare and that requires a lot of practice. And that requires being good at it. And I that means that you should be able to go in and out of it at any moment. Because like it's defensively, if you know you're getting tempo every play, it loses its effectiveness to some degree. But whenever you get lulled into a a rhythm of the game, and then you all get the sub in between plays, that's big, right? But like whenever you get lulled into a rhythm of a uh, of a game, like it's a run, and then second down, maybe a run or pass, maybe they do a play action, and you just you get into the tempo, and then someone hits you with a speed like a, a offense that's going really fast. That's whenever it can be effective, like. So I think it's better to come in and out of that that type of that type of speed on offense. Are you going to practice tomorrow? Um, I feel like you should after how he he attacked you for not showing up to the first two. I might do it. I might go. No, I think you. I think you do. Or you're going to be in trouble next time. He's probably going to make you run. I have. To, I feel like I may need to get my ankles taped before I go out there on the practice. I think field. you might have to do some punishment running for missing the first two practices. The way that he responded to you uh, yeah. this week. Where the hell were you? <laughs> That's so good, dude. <laughs> and the great thing is everyone can picture the way that he sounded, the way that his face is, the way that his shoulders are thrown <laughs> back like that, like all of it. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. What time was practice? I was probably, you know, watching television or something. I don't know. I had my <laughs> yeah, legs up. I was scanning e- social media. <laughs> great excuse. I'm telling you, bet- trolling USC you, online. You you uh you better you better make your way out to practice tomorrow, and you better not miss the spring game either. Which gosh, I need to do that, man. It's payday Friday. I need to go ahead and uh, purchase the spring game. Which I'm reminded of it about every 15 minutes. What do you mean purchase the spring game? Purchase the spring game tickets. Sorry, that's oh, what I okay. meant. Um, I was like, do we have a pay-per-view spring game now? It's not a terrible idea, honestly. (laughs) Generate some revenue. Every time I open up Twitter, I'm reminded to buy my spring game tickets. Buddy, they are... um, Pushing it? They are pushing spring game tickets like I've never seen them push it before. It's going to be a huge recruiting weekend. We need uh, basically everyone in Oklahoma to be at the stadium on that Saturday or just the ones that are going to show up hammered at 3 o'clock. That's really the ones. <laughs> right. If the entire state of Oklahoma shows up, then it's going to be a selection process. Only the most hammered people get to actually go inside the stadium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just going to drive by. You, you're good. You're good. You, know, you stay out here and have a few more. Uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts on the spring game? Let's, let's just assume, and maybe this is really stupid, but let's assume – We've got a nice weather day. Like, how much? The crowd? Yeah, what's the crowd going to be what, like? I, uh, I put the over-under at 65K Ooh. a couple weeks ago. I think they'll be slightly over that. That's like, Dude, what, 13,000 more than the record. Here's the deal. All, all I'm going off of is what we've both been saying, but you've been shouting from the rooftops. 
when called upon, OU fans respond. Is that not accurate? Okay, yeah, when that's Bob, accurate. When Bob in the past has challenged the fan base a little bit, they responded. They have. They show up. They're loud. They're engaged. All that. I don't think the fan base is being called out right now, per se. But it's being known, you know, it, it's being put out there that this is a pretty big weekend. It's an important weekend. I will trust that the fan base will show out north of 65,000 fans. North of 65,000 65, fans at this thing. Knocking on the, on the door, say, of 69,000 people? Oh, my God. Actually, how did I not think of that? That's totally going to be the, uh, the announced attendance. But So here's the thing. The record is 52,000. And by 52,000, that's kind of like the Western Carolina sellout mm-hmm. that we had, you know, with 85,000 or whatever it is there. Uh, I think that 52 is probably more like 38. Um, if, if we have 60-plus thousand people for a spring game, that would be incredible. Incredible. I mean, it could still even be better than that. It will be incredible, but, yeah. I mean, it'll go a long way toward uh, Lebius Overton being on campus this weekend. No big deal. He's just going to be, you know, one of the most, if not the most heralded uh, defensive prospect you'll sign in a long time around here. And don't make be making Caleb Kelly jokes on here about I- how I randomly bumped him up from a four-star to a five-star on signing day. I know that joke already. Well, it's what happened. I was there. I witnessed the whole thing. Well, we're still waiting on four-star Caleb Kelly, and uh, a lot of people think he's going to sign with Oklahoma. That'll be West Coast. It'll be later in the show. And lo and behold, announces Oklahoma, and Tyler immediately says, how about that? Five-star defensive player Caleb Kelly. I'm just like any other recruiting service. If, like, Bama offers you, (laughs) you get an immediate bump. You sign with OU, you get an immediate one-star bump. There you go. Um, Text line. I mean, why, just curious, why can't Oklahoma make the spring game free to fans? I mean, why are they asking fans to pay to watch a glorified scrimmage? People only say it's $15 a ticket, but forget about the cost of fuel, food for a family of four, just my two cents, make the spring game free. That's a question I do not have an answer to. I don't know why they don't make it free. Um I I don't know. I I think, and this is just a guess, but it's probably a bad guess because it it you could charge less than $15 for it. But what I was going to say is if you don't charge to get in to somewhere and something happens, I think you're liable. Like whenever you buy a ticket to go to an OU game – like there's a release of liability on the back of the ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have to, there has to have, be something there. Now, now that doesn't mean they have to charge fifteen dollars for it, but I really don't have an answer for that. I don't know. Uh, you have the answer to it, and I don't. I don't blame them, man. Make money. It's it's a money making opportunity with all the excitement that's there. I mean, yeah. that's that's again, I like. That's I. I would do the exact same thing as what they're doing right now. Uh, I know. I know people don't love that answer, but Teddy, the excitement. There's going to be a lot of people purchase a $15 ticket, most likely. Yeah. Is it 10 for season ticket holders? I think 10 for season yeah. ticket holders and then 15 for non-season ticket holders. Um, you could do it right now. I, I'm for it. That's fine. Here's the thing. I, you know, 
I think the program is in a great spot. I, I think that we are moving forward on a ton of great, great things. But there is a – it's going to be a cash burn up there to do the things that we need to do. It's going to be expensive. So they're going to have to make revenue in any way that they can. And that's just, that's just how it is. I, I, I hear you, and I, I, I can understand the frustration. You know, you're going out there for – it's not even a glorified scrimmage. It's at times less than a scrimmage. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand that. But, man, unfortunately – to have a program that is going to compete with the elite of the elite, the revenue has to pour in. Yeah. It just it just does, and I know that's I, I know that's probably something that people don't want to hear, and not everyone wants to hear, but it's just the reality of it. Text line: Imagine if you wanted people to come to a game and stay with me here. Let the fans tailgate in open areas around the stadium. Strong agreement. BV made a, a comment, though, was it earlier this week, that it's going to be very focused on family. He mentioned the word tailgate. I feel like the word tailgating was in there somewhere. It is going to be focused around families, but the word tailgating was in there somewhere. Now, maybe he's been gone so long he doesn't know about the uh, current situation with tailgating, but I'm hoping that there will be some tailgating opportunities for people out there. What do you mean you can't tailgate on Lindsay? Well, he says it like that. That'll it'll get changed real quick. What is the record attendance for the spring game? What year? Uh, Fifty-two thousand. What year was that? I don't know. Was that the Trace Atkins year? No, there was not fifty-two thousand people that day. Teddy, please pass this suggestion along to Coach Venables. Okay. Are you intrigued now? Yeah. I really like the players' roster photos and these coats and ties. However, there's a sharp contrast with those and the coaches' photos. Save. Uh, coach Vittables and Levy. It would look so much better if the coaches are dressed exactly like their players. Here's the thing. I have not seen that. I'm pulling it up now. My guess is uh, the coaches just haven't done theirs yet. Because all of the new coaches are like they're just installed pictures. Vittables has his picture in a suit just like the rest of the players Lebby is in a suit, giving a thumbs up, wearing headset. Looks like he's walking in on a game day. Schmitty is, I think, photoshopped. Todd Bates is at practice. Uh, Chavis is at practice. Uh, B. Hall is an old OU picture of B. Hall. So I just think that they haven't done theirs yet. My guess is that's exactly what's going to happen. Is BV going to wear a uh, collar on the sidelines like an adult, or is he going to be a child and wear a uh, dry fit on the sidelines like the previous guy? I don't know. When he was at Clemson, he wore a like a Pur- ne- neon yellow hat and a purple dry fit just so the, the players can see him, which uh, I'll tell you right now, that is thank you to me. I – Made him change color, wear a different color jer- uh, shirt as the rest of the coaching staff back in the day. Yeah, uh, $5 plenty, then make money on concessions, etc. Where's the fan appreciation? A family of now, four. Now, hang on. What did that say? $5 in terms of uh, charging for a ticket is plenty, then make money on concessions. Where's the fan appreciation? I hear you. I hear you. I, I get it. And I think that – I think that's a legitimate – complaint and you brought this up Tyler and I thought uh, 
It was a great point. Yeah, I thought so too, man. And I thought it was one of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever heard. <laughs> no, um, that you you have to. Like, I can understand not making the spring game free. I I can totally understand that. There's a cost of putting on that event. Like it's not it's not free for the university to just open the gates. You got to have like that stadium has to be staffed, parking, security. I mean, you've it costs a lot of money to put an event like that on. You can't just have open area and let any Joe Blow walk in off the streets. You know, we've gone down that situation before. What would happen if you didn't have security, right? So, um, I mean, that's that's just the kind of the cost of operating that large of a venue. So you have to charge something, but I do agree that it would be nice to give the fans some access, whether it's in training camp to some practices or something like that. There's, there's gotta be more opportunity for that. Maybe, um, doesn't feel like there's going to be that opportunity during the spring. I mean, they've got what, 23 practices left. So maybe there will be. Hopefully that comes via training camp, if not during the spring. I thought they only have 15 spring practices. Oh, okay. Well, whatever it is. I see that text on there. Are you colorblind? No, I'm not colorblind. But when there's 100 people standing on the sideline and they're all wearing the exact same color and you've got six seconds to identify one coach over there and see what he's trying to signal to you, it's nice to have a little contrast. To be fair, though, he's at easy got a spot with the... <laughs> like his shoulders moving everywhere. Well, this is back whenever Mike Stoops was wow, there too. Okay. So there was like a, a controlled chaos over there on the sideline between those two guys. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers, we're driven to serve. We're committed to supporting our community and everyone in it. That's how, together, we all make a difference. From the go-getters and the all-nighters to the front-liners and early risers. Cavens does it all, man. Seriously, if you got an issue, if you need maintenance, if you got an emergency repair, give Cavens a call. They can do it all. Roofing, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, give them a call, 918-282-7612. Uh, text line is flooded right now, so we'll get to as many as those as possible. First one, for the new Venables era, how about changing the spring game team name team names from red white to the official colors, crimson and cream? No. So <laughs> this was like three years ago, full disclaimer. We named our pregame show, I think it was the so Teddy does a different pregame show on the station than I do. Um, we're not on the same pregame show on Saturdays. So we named our version of it the Crimson and Cream pre-show or po- Crimson and Cream post-show, something like that. And Teddy relentlessly ripped it every single game day. <laughs> he said it sounded. What did you say it sounded like? I don't know. A pom-pom squad or it something does. like that. It. it I, for some reason, it just sounded like a. I don't know the Crimson and Cream pregame show. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sounds like you were going to talk about the uh, parade uh, or something. Yeah, I'm actually with you. I'm cool with leaving it red and white instead of Crimson and Cream. Red and white's good for me because we're really not Crimson and Cream anymore. What are they? Uh, kind of a sparkly dark red and white. Sparkly dark red. So sparkly dark red could be one, white could be the other. Well, 
the only cream uniforms we have are, are bring the, the bring the wood. Right. Those are cream. Oh, and, and we, everyone hates them. Oh, that's what they need to do just to troll everyone is warm up in the bring the wood uniforms for the spring game. I paid fifteen dollars <laughs> for this crap. Did you imagine? <laughs> I, I I just like the uniforms probably more than anyone else. But even I would had to laugh. Would have to laugh if they wore the the, the, the uh, throwback or not the throwbacks, the alternates for the spring game. Oh uh, yeah, That'd be awesome. The uh, one team wore the the whites and the other wore the red. That would be great. That would um, be great. Seven oh oh six. I'm not going to read that, but that's a very funny text that you just <laughs> sent. And Teddy is looking at it right now too. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> What team? What team were you going to be on this afternoon? Um, well, Cream. when you say it out loud, I'd be rather be on the Crimson team than the other one. <laughs> oh, that's. Great. I'm fine with paying fifteen dollars for the spring game. Get rid of the damn pay per view during the season. <laughs> yeah, that. Hey, good news is coming when we transition to the Southeastern Conference. I believe the pay per view game can die with the Big 12, right? Yeah, Kent State would probably be the pay-per-view game this year. Kent State or UTEP? Hmm. Wish it would have been the Kansas game last year, so no one would have seen it. Yeah. I don't I, Kent State is better than UTEP. So they I, are. I don't know they if are. either one of those matter. Like Kent State Kent State's better, but you can't have the debut of Brent Venables on I mean you can Right, that's true. I, you know, probably wouldn't go that route. Like opening weekend of college football, his first game, and it's going to be on pay per view. That wouldn't sit very well at all. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll be Kent State, but Kent State is like over the last four five years, they've had like a top ten offense every single year. Um, So. Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to start hyping them up as a tough game in week two? Well, don't look past Kent State. They're good. <laughs> Tulane, I'll tell you, that's a good football team. Uh, won two games the rest of the year or something like that. Oklahoma State spring game is free. Well, first, it's not a spring game at OSU. They call it like a – It's a practice, isn't it? I don't think spring game is in – it's like practice – they have some weird name for what they're doing. It's like basically you get to go out for a glor- – you get to go out to a practice at OSU essentially is what it is. Right. I don't think they have a full-on spring game structure. It's the same day as OU's. And maybe maybe Oklahoma State's is free, and I that's, that's good for them. I can't answer why OU's isn't free. I, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't. That's it. Uh, uh, dude, it, they they can make ten dollars from season ticket holders and fifteen dollars from non season ticket holders. Um, it could be free, but the text line is saying, "Well, you could, but not that many more people would show up if it was free compared to ten or fifteen dollars." And I think I agree with that. Well, like, if you're going to come, if you're going to show up, I think you're going to show up, and I don't think a ten dollar ticket is really going to make your decision one way or the other. Well, right. What what I'm basically getting at is a ten or fifteen dollar ticket. It is not a free event for them to put on. Yes, totally. It costs a lot of money for them to put the event on. So, ten or fifteen dollars, I'm guessing, is them 
probably breaking even and maybe going a little bit over that with um with like concession and stuff they probably do uh quite a bit better than breaking even but it's this is not going to be some massive money grab by OU by no, they're not charging fifty dollars. I mean, this is not going to, you no. know, reset their entire budget for the year. I mean, it it costs a lot of money to staff, to clean up the entire campus from sixty thousand people being there to to get it all set up, to put all the barriers in place, to to have ticket people, you know, scanning tickets, security checking people, so they're not carrying weapons or bombs inside there. They're, you know, it it costs a lot. It costs a lot of money to. To put 60,000 people in one area. Sure. Uh, we're going to make the joke several times before the spring game that it's going to be 40-mile-per-hour wind gust or it's going to be extremely cold or extremely rainy. With as much that's riding on this spring game, and when I say that I mean that the recruits are going to be in town, especially a five-star defensive lineman, Right. it's actually – it might be pretty crucial that you have good weather th- this time around. Oh yeah, with everything that's going on. There's like no normally we joke about it, like oh the spring game. I am anticipating terrible weather. Let's hope this year is the anomaly in that, and it's actually a, a really nice day because there's a lot on the line in terms of uh, Cruton that Saturday. Yeah, I love this text message. You can't tell me the university can't foot the bill to pay for the spring game costs. Well, there's no doubt they could foot the bill to pay for the spring game cost. But I'll counter by saying, you can't tell me that you can't foot the bill for a ten or fifteen dollar spring game ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not suggesting that everyone out there just has all kinds of extra money laying around to to go to a spring game. But that's, I mean, a fifteen dollar ticket is not cost prohibitive. And yes, they could foot the bill for it. They could probably foot the bill for a lot of things, but Unfortunately, they have to generate revenue to have the best football program in the country. It doesn't grow well, on the prairie. It's not like you would spend 10 or $15 and it just goes to some black hole or something like I mean, that's going to be – it'll go back to the football program. It's going to – it's not going to change, make the ultimate difference, but at least it's going to go to something that we really care about. I know I sound like a university employee right now, but – I, I can easily justify the $20 that my wife and I are going to spend to go to the game. Oh, wow. How about we brag about our season tickets, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. Unbelievable. Section 9, 10, whatever it is. I forget it. can't believe I've been forced into a position today to defend a $15 ticket for a spring game. Oh, I can. I knew. All we have to do is What are we talking about? Have I gone crazy here? $15 for a, a ticket to, to go to the spring game? Is this going to be like uh, gas stations across the country? Is there going to be a picture of uh, Joe C on sides of the stadium saying, I did that with the point, to your point? <laughs> <laughs> the same texter says, a family of four driving from Tulsa is going to cost around $200 for the weekend. So should OU also foot the bill for the transportation? I mean, if it's cost prohibitive, then don't come. I mean, I'm, that's just kind of – that's one of those things where you're going to have to, you know, negotiate that between your own budget. I, if $15 is too much to pay for a spring game, what you get out of a spring game, then 
Then sneak don't in. go. Oh, <laughs> sneak in. Sorry, sorry. We're, yeah, I thought we were on the same page there. <laughs> then go to the OU School of Journalism and look in over the stadium and see what they're doing. I feel practice. like people who complain about the $15 ticket would instead go to O'Connell's if it was on TV and slurp down $75 worth of beer instead. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Don't complain to me about your $15 spring game ticket while you're paying for uh, Paramount Hulu, Netflix. Oh God, that's the uh, that's the truth. Amazon, your Pandora streaming, your YouTube, Amazon TV, Music, Amazon Music, Peacock. That's Peacock, a real thing. HBO Max, ESPN Disney, Plus, ESPN Plus, The Athletic, The Athletic. Yeah, come God, on. God, I subscribe to all these. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, you're you're. We're at three hundred dollars now. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Straight by customer, all applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. It is the rush on the refs. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, we got to start with uh, a quick shout out to our friends at Roof Tech. Josh Tucker, former teammate, runs the business over there. Tons of experience. Been doing it a long time. Uh, they can handle any of your roofing needs, whether it's just quick repairs or full-on roof replacement. Uh, keep Roof Tech in mind with the uh, the spring weather about to roll through. Did you see the secret uh, weapon for Coach Sam Pittman's Razorbacks out there by the lake? Yeah, no, I told you about that one, uh, I think last week maybe, but he mm-hmm. lit it up red. He said, was going to save this for the football season, but that was too big of a, bas- or a uh, basketball win last night. Flip the switch, got the red LEDs, lighting it up. Did he um, uh, tweet out the, yes, sir? No, he did not. It. But there is a hashtag Go Hogs and a hashtag Turn that damn jukebox on. So I love it. There you go. Um, Deshaun Watson introduced in Cleveland today, and there's some controversy out there. There's, I guess, there's a little bit more pushback going at Cleveland right now than. Maybe I expected, um, you know, they were they were pressed pretty hard about the investigation, about the conduct. Deshaun Watson, I think this is the first time he's given any public statement at all about it. He says he didn't do any of the things he's accused of. Uh, he's never done anything um, disrespectful or demeaning or anything. Um, and, you know, they were pressed pretty hard about the research they did. And I thought one of the interesting things is, they said they've been researching it for five months. That puts you back in the middle of last season that they were researching Deshaun Watson and maybe positioning themselves to uh, to maybe go after well, his services. Okay. Well, it is pretty simple. He's been good at football in the past, so we're going to sign him. I, I don't believe the crap. They, they may have. Hey, they may have. You know, researched it for five months, but they knew what they wanted to find during that time. Right. Uh, here, here's a research firm. Here you go, guys. Here's a million dollars. Go research this. And whenever you pay someone a ton of money to go research something, guess what they do? 
they find what uh, you want them to find, right? And that how it works. Yes, yeah, that's how it happened for the Browns. They just signed uh, Jacoby Brissett, by the way. Uh, okay, nice. Listen to this, Tyler. This is statistic is from yesterday. Today marks the first time two number one seeds lost on the same day prior to the Elite Eight since March 24th, 1995, exactly 20 years ago today. Kansas lost to Virginia. Yes. And Wake Forest lost to, any guesses? In 1995? Yeah. Um, Wake was a one seed uh-huh. and lost to, God, I have no idea, the most random school I can think of. How about Tennessee? Oklahoma State. Mm. There you go. Uh, okay, I've got a few here. i got a basketball stat for you. Okay. Houston. Houston. The Cougars Houston. basketball team had not been to an Elite Eight since 1984. Now, Kelvin Sampson's team is headed to its second straight Elite Eight. The 66-year-old Kelvin Sampson can flat-out coach college basketball. Yeah. Five slam a jamma. 84, is that right? Hadn't been back to an Elite Eight since, and mm. he's uh, he's back-to-back Elite Eights now. What is funny is... A high school kid just got an $8 million NIL to go play quarterback at Tennessee, and Kelvin Sampson got fired from Oklahoma for text messages. <laughs> yeah, which is now legal, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, next one I have, I guess the king of Tulsa has arrived in green country. That's right. Apparently, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rocky Kalmus. No, so even better. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone posted on his Instagram page moments after arriving in Oklahoma I guess he's going to um, star in some new Paramount series that's going to be filmed there. Huh. And, yeah, he posted some video to his Instagram account, and he said something to the effect of, Yo, uh, Oklahoma's the Paris of the Southwest. <laughs> he did say Oklahoma is the Paris of the Southwest. So. I agree with that. Uh, specifically Tulsa. Pretty artsy-fartsy up there. Last one I have. Um, was that a bad 80s movie trailer that North Korea put out <laughs> last night? I know we all saw it. Um, what what was that? Was that like Top Gun three that uh, they're trying to to tease? I, I, that was embarrassing. Is, are you talking about the video before they launched the hot water heater into the ocean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has uh, it has old dude putting on his sunglasses on the whole. I mean, it was it was bad. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. Um, Man, that is a that is a weird, weird place, man. Weird, weird, weird place. Should I be even more scared about a uh, supposed missile that can, what did they say, go anywhere in the world, strike anywhere, most places in the world, whatever, when they put out a video like that? That shows that they're pretty psychotic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's got to have some capabilities. There's no doubt about that, but... I, 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 just, I don't know. I don't know what to say to Kim that. Kim Jong-un with his big old gut and his leather jacket and those sunglasses on. Oh, he thought he was so cool, too. It's so funny. It is, it's that weird. It's so funny. It, it is weird. It's almost like Kevin Bacon in Footloose, you know, whenever they're, like, walking around and there's, like, people behind him and stuff, like a crowd. It's weird. Very uh, weird. By the way, I've got one more. Joey from Full House. I guess he's been going sober now for a while. He's been sober since January 1st of 2020. Uh, apparently, he used to be a raging alcoholic, but he's got his life together. So, well, good stuff. 
Nice I'm, job, Joey. That reminds me. Yeah, nice job to him. The Bob Saget situation is really weird. Did you see recently, like, they released the pictures of the hotel room? And they said that he, they think he died from bashing his head on the headboard. It was a padded headboard. Yeah, yeah. How does that... I don't know. Like, they didn't release certain things, right? And initially it was he had um, the autopsy show that he basically had like a 15 skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something's not adding up with this one. And it's weird, but they say, like, you know, they can check the hotel room door to see who went in or out, but I don't know, man. That's a weird, weird deal. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. We'll hit more uh, OU spring football at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. This text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line says, Joining late, can Teddy talk on any surprises or anything he is seeing or hearing from the spring practices so far on both sides of the ball? Thank you. No padded practices yet. I haven't seen or heard anything. I haven't been out there. I was thinking about going to practice tomorrow and – Seeing what it looks like. I, I don't know if there's been enough out there for, for anything to really just jump out at anyone thus far. Most of the stuff that we've heard from the coaches is is just really overly positive. Um, but nothing as of right now. I, I guess maybe uh, – um, Lebby said some good things about Theo Weiss yeah, and about Yeah, some very Farouk, good things about so. Theo Weiss. But, you know, that's whenever he was asked about Theo Weiss in, you know, asked to comment on him. So, I, I don't know if those were just off cuff or, or if he was just, you know, it offering that It felt like he, he, he was pretty genuine okay. about how he felt about him, which right. is good. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Final hours next. Sports Talk, 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the REF Sports Radio Network. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional 